The Winding Stairs Freemasonry Podcast is made possible in part by our exclusive group of supporters. For access to behind-the-scenes footage, bonus content, and more, visit thewindingstairs.com slash support. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the practical side of Freemasonry. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, professional artist and master mason. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I am Juan Sepulveda and I thank you for taking the time to sit down with us and have this conversation. Today, I have the privilege of sitting down with uh, brothers that I've met before and are, are near and dear to my heart because they are also warriors in when it comes to digital Freemasonry. So we have today Jeremy Barnes and Michael Radigan. Brothers, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Juan. for having us. Uh, for those of you who don't know who these brothers are, they are the brothers behind the amazing app Amity. And I'm going to let them give a brief explanation of what Amity is, because I'm sure they've practiced the elevator pitch before. So <laughs> no pressure. So I'd love to hear a little bit from you. What is the Amity app for someone who's never heard of it uh, before? Well, the Amity app is uh, a mobile application for Freemasons to find a lodge anywhere in the world. Uh, by the click of a button, they can look and, and search in any country where where they want to go visit in Freemasonry. Okay, that, that's that's convenient. Now, if I were to say, uh, but I have one of these puppies and I'm holding up the um, <clears throat> list of Lodge Masonics. Mine is appropriately outdated, 2014. Do you carry it with you everywhere? It fits in my pocket right here. That's amazing. <laughs> you are probably the only Mason that would ever carry it everywhere. <laughs> And don't get me wrong. I, I love the book and, and I really appreciate having it uh, in my lodge. Uh, but mm -hmm. the, the fact of the matter is the vast majority of Masons either don't own a copy, it's at their lodge, uh, or if they do own a copy, they don't carry it with them everywhere. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is offer that same functionality, uh, improved even, uh, but in your pocket. That's excellent. And, and normally the, the procedure is if, if I'm traveling somewhere and I want to I know what lodges are in my vicinity, I'm at the mercy of either Googling it or maybe calling, calling a brother who, uh, who may have access to either the, the list of lodges or maybe familiar with the area. So these can be very uncertain um, resources, especially considering, yes, we might find something that's near us, but are we in amity with it? Like our, you know, our grand lodges, are they in amity with one another? So I, I do appreciate the convenience of being able to just pull out the phone and actually get the, the answers there. Now, you know, I think another thing that's important to mention is um, we don't show most of the information to people that we don't know are Masons in good standing, right? Yeah. And so anybody can go by the book and you can see whatever lodges are out there. Um, we have a lot more information about the lodges uh, from contact information, you know, on down uh, actual physical addresses and, you know, email addresses where we can meeting times, things like that. Uh, but nobody gets access to that unless we know that you're a Mason. And, and that's really an important thing. And, and how do you know that the person who is accessing the application is a Mason? Michael has uh, <laughs> a lot of relationships around the world. Do you want to hit that one? 
Sure. So, so we have uh, a couple verification processes. Obviously, the most um, convenient and, and expedites the process is to have a Grand Lodge administrator. And, and they normally use, uh, we have an administrative portal that they'll use. Uh, but another way is to have a, an official contact with uh, the secretary of a lodge. Um, and for some of the lodges out there, uh, you know, a great deal of them were actually able to verify instantly um, through a member number, through their systems, and, and it instantly tells us whether or not they're in good standing. Okay, excellent. And so let's say, for example, someone who is not even a Mason, uh, mm -hmm. they go to the uh, Apple store and they download the, the application. The, what they see is not the same thing that I see once I'm locked in as a, as a brother, right? Correct. Correct. The, the information that, the, that anybody who downloaded the app is a very limited information um, and all the other details are only for verified Masons. Uh, okay. one, one of the other benefits I think also to mention about the system is that it's next to real time, you know, updated. So, you know, one of the, inf one of the things about paper is that, you know, once it's there, it's a great deal of time until that can be improved. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would say even the, the latest version of, of any book, not, not yeah. that a lot of the hard work that, you know, we, we haven't, you know, used before and isn't beneficial, but, you know, having real-time updates is an important thing. And as a, as a quick comparison, you know, even if you did have the, the five years later book one, um, you know, they typically come out between January and April, uh, but the, the data is collected starting in July, right? So, uh, at a minimum, you're you're six months old. Um, and as Michael said, one of the cool things that the Grand Lodges have started to really appreciate is instead of saying, well, great, you know, I we just changed something in February. You know, we had our Grand Lodge in February. Well, now we have to wait for the information to start being collected in July and be issued again the following January, February, right? So any change that happens in Grand Lodge takes a year to get out the door. Um, they can now go into our system, update it immediately, and everyone who's searching from their Grand Lodge gets the benefit of that new information. But, and, that, and that's great, because especially if you have to find if a lodge is in amity with yours, you want the information that's current. If someone's coming to visit and you perhaps are not aware of the latest edict from a, from a grand master who you know, retracts recognition from, a, from another grand lodge, here you would have access to that immediate information. So Exactly. And, and the, you know, it's worth saying, I think, that there are a lot of Grand Lodges that will say, well, you know, you, you really should have access to the edict. I mean, that's an important thing. You should go to your lodge and that sort of thing. Um, you know, but there's also a reality about it, too. You know, I know being a Mason from Washington, D.C., I'm a little bit on one end of the spectrum. But, uh, you know, we have a lot of members who are foreigners who are stationed in Washington, D.C. for several years. They come join our lodge. They're active members. And then they get stationed in another country. And so, you know, they don't have the opportunity to come to lodge because they're a half a world away. Um, they're wonderful Masons and we're proud to have them as members of, of our lodge, but they're not the people that are really up to speed on what the latest and greatest of what's happening in Washington, DC is. That's, that's a good example. In in Florida here, uh, I'm in central Florida, so I'm near Disney. I'm near a lot of the big convention centers mm -hmm. and hotels. So we do get in my lodge, Orange Blossom Lodge in Kissimmee, Florida. We get a lot of visitors from all over the world. And it, is, it has been helpful for us to, to have Amity and for us to be able to quickly, uh, on a moment's notice, find out, okay, should we go to the next step with this brother? Or should we ask him to get a patent or whatever it is that, uh, a passport, whatever it is that they carry from their jurisdiction to confirm um, their membership? Um, so 
I find myself oftentimes looking up in the app if a lodge that the visitor belongs to is part of you know our recognized system of, of masonry. Yep. So I, I do like that. Now I'm curious to know, like, what motivated you, brothers, to to start in this uh, in this journey? Because I, I presume it's a very arduous thing to not only develop an application, but within an organization that has so much uh, tradition, red tape, uh, and, and all those kinds of obstacles. So can you give me an idea what got you interested in getting this developed, and what were some of those early challenges? I think like most foolhardy, uh, you know, start starting, you know, new, new project type of people, we didn't think it was going to be anything like it, what it's turned into be. <laughs> Indeed. Is that the truth? <laughs> so, you know, I, I think we, we both realized that there was a need. Um, I know from my perspective, uh, and, and certainly Michael can chime in with his, but you know, I was secretary in my lodge. And, and like I said, in, in Washington, DC, we get visitors from all over the place. And so, you know, it was things as simple as saying, man, I can't read your handwriting on the Tyler's card. How am I supposed to document what lodge you came from? You know, are you most worshipful, right worshipful, wrong worshipful, something else? You know, there's all sorts of positions that, that I'd never even heard of until people show up at the door. And, you know, a week later, I'm trying to do the minutes and, and you know, climbing up the wall. Um, so even the ability just to say, hey, you know, now we have a system where people enter their own information. It's spelled correctly. We know that. Um, all the way over, you know, that sort of, of led into the whole question of, well, how do I know that you're actually a real Mason? You know, and the real problem that we have is we have this book that is is outdated and, you know, is paper. Uh, so I think that for me is, is kind of what started it. Michael, I don't know if you have anything else you want to chime in with. I mean, I definitely agree with all those points. Mine was a bit different, obviously. I mean, Jeremy and I, you know, have been friends a long time. And um, we, were, we were actually in Masonic Week in D.C., uh, at Shelley's, which was which was great, always great things happen there. And um, really, for me, it was it was more of just another avenue of Masonic research, and just the idea of bringing Masons together and the benefits that we can all have because of that. You know, for for many years, things can be lost actually. You know, to people in history, and by by connecting people is how we find more information about our past and 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 you know the connections previously. That's beautiful. That's one of the things that we enjoy the most uh, when it comes to having that fellowship with brothers. Yesterday, uh, as as an example, that brother that I mentioned earlier in our private conversation, um, and just to you know preview the brothers of our conversation, I recently received a phone call about someone inquiry, uh, inquiring whether they could come visit my lodge or not, and they were from Tanzania. So they, they didn't know. So I pick up the phone and I say, okay, well, let me see what I can do. And I pick up my list of, of lodges, Masonic, and I started looking through there to find some information. And then I went to the app and actually found, uh, <coughs> excuse me, actually found the, the lodge in question. So I was able to see that they worked under the Grand Lodge of England. I was able to find all these details that gave us uh, further confidence, like, oh, yeah. That's a, it's a recognized lodge. You're welcome to come in. Make sure you bring your, um, your traveling voucher or whatever it is that your, um, your jurisdiction provides you, and, and then you sit in lodge. So at the end of the meeting, I actually, uh, because I, I showed up in the nick of time, uh, as any artist does, I'm like, <laughs> like what you expect. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I showed up to, to lodge, go straight to my seat, 
everything happened. And then at the end of the meeting, I approached the brother, introduced myself as like, I'm that brother that, you know, you spoke on the phone with. And instantly we're just talking about all the jurisdictional differences. And I introduced him to the Amity app and showed him how I actually found an answer of whether he could uh, join us or not. Uh, but it's that part of masonry <clears throat> that I enjoy tremendously. It's like connecting with these other people that are from a completely different walk of life, a completely different set of life experiences from which I can learn. And it all happens within the safety of this protected organization that we, that we so, you know, so enjoy. So I, I greatly appreciate what you've done because I, I'm, I know it's been a lot of work, um, but it is a tool that I really appreciate having in my pocket and not stretching my pockets uh, with a book. <laughs> Thanks. We really appreciate the, uh, the, the, the kind words for sure. It's, uh, it's definitely been a labor of love, but uh, we're, we're, I think, starting to see some of the feedback come from around the world, and that's, that's exciting. Yeah, and we can only hope that others you know, can experience the same type of interactions that we have throughout the world now. I mean, I just never would have imagined in my wildest dreams you know, what, what this has created. Um, and who our friends are, you know, I mean, even in your home state, you know, Grand Secretary Richard Lynn is just an amazing man and, and, yeah. and you know, a, a really great person that has guided us in different directions. And then there's people, you know, completely across the world into, in the same positions that, that are guiding us in, in, you know, in our development and how we should kind of focus on things. So, so Juan, I know you have a, a bit of a flair for international masonry. Um, it, you know, it's always a, a fun uh, thing for me to remind people how this sort of tends to go. You know, somebody from some random Grand Lodge signs up in, in our app and, and Michael is the one to call their Grand Secretary and goes, so uh, I'm from America and I have this app and I want to <laughs> talk about your brothers, you know, and, and, you know, thank God he's such a friendly guy because, I mean, Lord only knows if some random person called me and said, well, I'd like to talk about masonry and, and you know, I'm from wherever. I don't know that I even give him the time of day. Right. And, and yeah, I think yeah. that's been an interesting <clears throat> for Michael to work through as, as we, we've worked with all these people. Absolutely. I'd, I'd say that's where the tough skin of a firefighter comes in pretty handy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you could sit in the kitchen at a firehouse, you could pretty much deal with anybody. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> nothing to toughen your confidence more than cold calling. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Oh, boy. Uh, but it, it's the kind of work that it takes. You know, we, we're talking here about going against the grain and going against traditions that sometimes are not traditions, but habits. Uh, if you think of our organization, it by its very nature, it'll put resistance to innovation. You hear people uh, almost making oh, innovation, right? Yeah. You yeah. know what we're really excited about though, is actually, you know, that's how we kind of, we've faced that, that challenge a bit, but the truth is, we're actually building in the protocol that our habits and our traditions have kind of told us is the right way to do things. Really, the internet has circumvented, you know, our traditions. Mm -hmm. However, it's still a tool that we really need to be using. How can the boldest and the brightest be an organization and people come in and they're not using the newest technology? You know, that's, you know, that's something that we as Masons should be at the forefront of and being able to share and say, hey, look at this. You know, this is what we have because we have the brightest minds. Um, so that's something that we're really excited about because it really is, is putting that protocol in concrete and making it very clear for jurisdictions who is who uh, and, and where they can go and where they can't go. Now, I, I, 
I appreciate that component, but I can't help but imagine when people first hear about this and they realize, okay, now how can I trust this app? Okay. And I know recently I've been reading through uh, the Winding Stairs group and we were having some discussions where some people were having discussions about security and with the recent uh, data breach, secu- uh, data security breach from Capital One and all these other big <clears throat> corporations, people started questioning, okay, like how can we be secure online? And uh, I know Brother Jeremy had a very good intervention that it expressed, okay, here's what we do. And, right. and I wanted to give you an opportunity to express uh, some of the steps that you've taken in order to make this data um, collection and safeguarding. How have you made this possible in a way that uh, brothers can be at ease in using the app without being fearful that they're going to be, you know, giving all their information to, to someone else? Sure. Well, I think the most important thing to, to start with is, you know, Michael and I are Masons, right? I'm, I'm past master of my lodge. I've been a Grand Lodge officer. Michael is the sitting master of his lodge, right? We, we understand the, uh, the requirements that Freemasonry puts upon us and our actions. And this whole system has been built with that in mind. Um, if we think about internationally, you know, it gets even, even more clear because we've got people around the world where it's not good for them to be known as a Mason in their country or in their culture, right? And so sort of my, the, the, the fear that, that I live with is, you know, we have information on people that, you know, in, in theory could get some people killed, right? So, you know, again, the, the way that we've started just the baseline of a concept um, is taking all that into account and saying, well, how can we do this uh, effectively? And, and some of the things that you see from a procedural perspective are as simple as not taking information until we know that we can secure it properly, right? We've got great tools in place. And, you know, we've had a number of Grand Lodges say, well, okay, well, you know, what's the average age of the people that, you know, are signed up? And we say, well, most virtual, sorry, you know, we don't take birthdays yet. Right. We're not interested in that data yet because the, the pieces that we've built, they're really good for what they are. And we want to add a few more levels before we start taking other data like that. Right. And we're building those in um, from a technical perspective. Uh, you know, that's everything from architecting the system in the right way. Um, those uh, those viewers that are watching uh, that have some tech background will understand things like loose coupling of systems, um, API driven systems, uh, you know, everything from. Uh, encryption at rest to encryption while data is moving back and forth uh, between, you know, the app and, and our systems. Uh, in some cases, we encrypt things, you know, with 512-bit keys four times, right, just to make sure that even part A of our system doesn't understand what, what the information is that part B has, right? Um, you know, so, so we go to great lengths, uh, you know, in every way that, that we can to make sure that things are uh, not just protected, but also restricted, right? So, so, so the ability to find things in Amity, uh, you know, especially right now as, as we're sort of starting out and adding functionality is, is very limited. You know, I can't go into Amity and search for, for Juan Sepulveda, right? It, it just, it can't happen, right? Um, we don't have the tool out there to do that. So, you know, as we build those things in, um, all, the, all the security that comes along with it will, uh, will be added is being added. Um, you know, but, but that's just a sort of a, a high level of, of why we take it seriously. Um, and in some cases, why we're moving a little bit slower than we might like, um, just because we want to do this the right way and, and make sure that, that anytime any brother stands up and says, I have a problem, you know, we have the, the clear ability to stand up and say, 
great. Let us tell you what we've done to address your problem, because these problems are the most important problems to focus on from, uh, you know, from the perspective of an application like ours. This program is made possible in part by freemasonryart.com, an online store of products made by Masons for Masons. It features a growing selection of original Masonic paintings, limited edition artwork, and genuine lambskin Masonic aprons. Imagine yourself walking into your next lodge meeting wearing a hand-painted Masonic apron, like the ones we see displayed in museums. We invite you to look at our growing collection and support the winding stairs through your purchase. For details, go to freemasonryart.com. I'm glad that you have all those uh, different steps that you take and, and even steps you take within the application itself. Like you mentioned, you know, part A of our system doesn't know what part B contains. And uh, I do appreciate that intricacy of uh, having, you know, those redundant systems of, of protection. Now, how, how has been the acceptance from, from Grand Lodges? Because your you're dealing directly with grand lodges so that then it spreads out into the lodges and the, and the members. Uh, how, what, what have been some of the varied reactions that you get and the support that you get from the different grand lodges? So, so before, you know, and I think Michael's in the best position to, to answer that second part of the question, but, but before, you know, we dive into that, I do want to make one quick point, right? We're, we're primarily here to support the brothers, right? We, certainly have great relationships with Grand Lodges and we're excited about partnering with them. Um, but I, I do want to make it clear that, you know, the brothers are welcome to use this system uh, in a way that's helpful to them. Um, you know, we're thankful, for example, that the Conference of Grand Secretaries has actually voted to use Amity as the digital replacement for the List of Lodges book, right? Mm -hmm. So so every mainstream Grand Lodge in the United States um, effectively has has been a part of accepting that. Right. Congratulations. Um, that doesn't mean that we, you know, work in every way with every Grand Lodge out there, but it does mean that the brothers are are welcome to use the system. And, and they're really sort of our first, you know, the, the people that we want to support and work for, because ultimately it's great to manage Freemasonry and it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But being a Freemason is is what we're trying to support. And before we move to that second part of the question, um, I want to touch up on, on what you just mentioned. If, if someone were to come in and download the application, but their particular Grand Lodge is not yet uh, utilizing Amity, what is, describe their experience. What are they going to see? And what do they need to do? Well, when they first sign up, they would come in as, as an unverified user and, and we would make every effort manually to try to verify them. Um, if their lodge happens to have, you know, a web presence, uh, the Grand Lodge has a connection of their web presence or an official email, that's one way for us to be able to verify them. And then they can have all the, you know, the benefits of using Amity at full access. Um, you know, we would certainly ask for them to share with their Grand Lodges more information about it. It's one thing that has definitely helped propel you know, the, the support of the Grand Lodges is members in the jurisdiction. And, and finally, you know, the Grand Master, Grand Secretary is like, hey, let's take a look at what Amity is. Um, <clears throat> the biggest thing of all of this is just time, is really understanding, you know, who Jeremy and I are as individuals. You know, that's probably a, a, a very important part of all of this has been that, you know, just that 
you know, being familiar and comfortable and understanding what our vision is. Um, <clears throat> so it's still going to take more time for other Grand Lodges to, you know, to really focus on, on, on what it is in the portal uh, and see what we've built for them. I mean, there's tremendous opportunity, uh, you know, in our Grand Lodge portal for the Masons in general, you know, everywhere. Uh, we're just constantly adding more tools to, to help the craft. And I think it's important to note, you know, that we're, we're not Facebook and, and, you know, I think that's been, you know, sort of a, a key concern for people, you know, are you out here just trying to suck all of our members data into some big database and go sell it and, you know, all this, this crazy stuff. And, and, you know, that couldn't be farther from what our goal is and, and how we're implementing this system. Um, you know, it's, it's just not, not who we are, not what we do. And, and as Grand Lodges and quite frankly, the brethren have gotten to know us and, and realize that, you know, that that's the case. Um, sort of building that trust has really been, uh, as Michael said, integral to, to, to our success. Yeah. And it's important to keep in mind that this is a continued work in progress. We are so much further along today than we were, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. And, and we'll be further along, you know, in another two years. And, and it's taken those relationships. You know, the tools are only as good as as the Grand Lodges are going to use them and the members are going to use them. Jeremy and I did a lot of work in researching, you know, a lot of the recognition, you know, issues between jurisdictions, but, you know, until Grand Lodges actually certify it, you know, which many of them are and have done, then it becomes an official tool for those members to use. For jurisdictions that haven't, um, it may take some time for them to, you know, put a committee together to look at the recognition issues, to make sure that each one of them are correct. Um, and to be familiar with the system. And, and that just is going to take a little more time. That's all. And you've done a great job. I know that you have over 200 different Grand Lodges in 92 countries. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. And that's no easy feat to, to be able to, to have that, that kind of... Uh, a lot of phone of... calls by Michael. <laughs> <laughs> phone calls and emails. And, you know, and certainly we've been around. We, you know, we've been to many different conferences now. We've been to the World Conference in Panama. You know, we've been invited to different conferences, CMI down in Bolivia, um, you know, the, the Conference of Grandmasters, the Prince Hall, you know, conference that was recently in the Bahamas. We're so excited to be, you know, bringing, you know, all of these conferences in a way together, you know, in a, in a way to kind of show who they are and, and the brothers out there to know who they are. That's excellent. I, I think that, you know, bringing the brothers together uh, is, is a, it, it's, it's an important position for us to take uh, as we move along forward. You know, in, in the current climate in, in the United States and the world, you have this tendency to separate. Uh, and, you know, I recognize that it's part of our biological nature to establish who them are, you know, and have these separations to protect yourself. Yeah. But when you look at it from our developed, civilized mind, we are all part of one family. And if we were to be conscious of that and mindful of it in our different actions, we'll make our society better. But within Freemasonry, uh, one thing that I've seen, you know, as I you know, read some history about Freemasonry, usually things happen in Masonry before they manifest themselves out in the real world. When you have a, a democratic uh, way of, of governing, you know, this kind of materializes itself first in Freemasonry before it spreads out. Uh, many times at the hands of brothers themselves. Um, but here's going to be important for us to, to find, okay, you know, we, we understand that Prince Hall 
at the moment is not fully recognized in in Florida, but there are steps that we're taking uh, in order for for us to move in that direction of being a unified fraternity. I'm doing it too. I'm excited about it. I'm so pumped. This is not even. It's not even funny. Did you hear the news that came out of Tennessee last week? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, so the uh, the Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Tennessee voted as a Grand Lodge to recognize the Grand Lodge of Tennessee. Wow. Uh, that hasn't been reciprocated yet, but my understanding is that there's hope that uh, it'll happen at their um, upcoming Grand Communication. Obviously, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, um, but the, the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of Tennessee was at the Prince Hall, uh, you know, annual communication um, just last week. And, uh, and they had a great visit and, um, you know, it looks like they're well on the way to, to actually sort of bridging that, that divide in Tennessee, which I'm super excited to hear about. Oh my God. That's so cool. I'm, I'm so happy about it. And you know, that's, that's another discussion on its own because like the, the blowback that we, we heard from people here in Florida, whenever, um, the details of visitation came out, uh, it's, it's misinformation. People don't really understand what the whole protocol is and how it, how it flows. So they attribute some malice and some uh, negativity to it, but we'll we'll talk about that later. But, but, but I'm, I'm glad the, the effort that has to be put by all brothers now is to make sure that we are a unified uh, organization in, in one way. Absolutely. Uh, It's 2019. This shouldn't be our problem, you know? Yeah. So now, uh, I wanted to touch up on a, a recent development that you had on on the Amity app, and it was the development of the King Solomon's Pass. Can you give us a little um, overview of what that is? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, matter of fact, you know the, the easy thing might be to do is is uh, is just show it to you. Um, so so I've got my phone here, and and what you're seeing here for those of you uh, who are familiar with using your your phone as a as a boarding pass, you can see I've kind of got it stuck in in the middle of all my boarding passes. Uh, and oh, nope, that's my Starbucks card. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to do this, this backwards. Um, you know, and it's as simple as saying, well, you know, we're Masons. We have, we have an identity. We have a membership card. Um, why can't that be digital, right? Uh, if someone were to scan this, uh, they would get, mm, let's see this way. Uh, they would get my profile. I'm trying to, trying to see if the, uh, the screen can, can pick that up. Um, but the important thing about this profile, there we go. Is, is to mention that it actually, if you look right here, it bounced across the Grand Lodge of DC, uh, went to my membership system and said, hey, just a few minutes ago, we verified uh, that Jeremy's actually in good standing, right? Wow. The upshot being, you know, in DC, we get our, uh, our membership cards in September, give or take. Uh, so the membership card that I have currently for 2019, um, not only is it only valid for another month and a half, uh, but I got it 10 months ago. Right. And now with a tool like King Solomon's Pass, where about 50 Grand Lodges um, are, are, you know, able to be queried in real time, um, you know, we can actually say, great, that 10 month old dues card, it's official, it's important, you need to have it. And we just validated that you're still in good standing 10 seconds ago. Right. Because for all I know, you know, you might have gotten kicked out last week. Right. Certainly we hope not. And we hope you wouldn't be that type of person where if that happened, you'd show up at Lodge and try and get in. Yeah. the only reason for dues cards is to protect against those people. And, and we're trying to, to put the authority back where it belongs, which is at the Grand Lodge, and say, anytime you want to know, we can go to the Grand Lodge and get the official Grand Lodge documentation. So, you know, in the, in the case of uh, the brother from Tanzania that you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, that could have been another way to help verify him and say, hey, look, this is the current information. You know, he's actually in good standing. We do have recognition with his Grand Lodge. 
And it's important to add that, you know, we have a lot of jurisdictions that are using this in real time. However, not every jurisdiction is. So, you know, clearly anybody who has an Amity account, they can see the technology. But once again, it takes time for us to build in those relationships to work in the back end where we have a secure link to where we can be able to do that in real time. As an example, we're, we're probably a couple of weeks away from, from getting it live in, uh, in Florida, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Man, oh man! Uh, now I had a a question regarding the the King Solomon's Pass. I had a brother recently post a screenshot of his passport uh, on on his Facebook page. Is that a problem? Like, is there anything in that particular pass that if it fell in the hands of someone else, it could cause any trouble for him or his lodge? No, not any more than losing your wallet. Uh, and, and quite frankly, this is, you know, it's a great example of how we've built security into this, even from just a procedural perspective. Um, you know, if that were to happen, uh, that brother could actually go into his pass and, and turn it off uh, on the website. And so that way, even if someone wanted to, to, to scan it, um, all they would get is a message saying, sorry, this pass has been locked. You know, if, if you believe, you know, that you should be seeing this, please contact the individual whose pass you scanned. simple simple and easy and one of the benefits too is also having a a profile picture you know along with this so it's just another another layer of security you know to be able to tell okay this is the individual who who i'm looking at um you know obviously to always go through the the ancient methods of, of trying a member when they come to your lodge but all of these additional supports can certainly help us and make the process a lot easier 100 percent Excellent. And, and I see how it can expedite also the, the trying of the brother uh, because you can try someone, for example, who might have gone over the internet and try to find all kinds of you know, words and, and grips and information. Uh, but here you have that added level of like, no, no, this person is tied to the Grand Lodge of blank and you know, it checks out. Right. And realistically, you know, there, there are really four different ways um, that we should be verifying someone's identity, right? And, and a lot of times, um, you know, one or two get done. Uh, certainly one always gets done, but, but not usually all four. You know, the one that always gets done and, and should continue to get done, as Michael said, is, you know, sort of the ancient uh, uh, trials, right? And, and, you know, whether it's the airport and sign, you know, whatever it is that you, you use as a tiler to, to greet your visitors. Um, but the other three are, are all administrative, Right. Um, am I who I say I am, right? You know, how many times do we actually look at a license uh, when, when we have someone standing in front of them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you a member in good standing, right? What, is your, what does your dues card have to say? Um, you know, whether it's King Solomon's Pass or not. And, and lastly, you know, do we have recognition with your Grand Lodge? You know, and that's, again, another administrative thing that, that is not always easy to identify. And so, you know, what we've done with King Solomon's Pass is really just, just wrap that all up into one quick scan you know, second or two later, uh, depending on your internet, uh, it comes back and you've, you've got all the administrative stuff out of the way uh, and, you, and you can focus on being a Mason, right? And, and actually, you know, dealing with the real trials. And, and again, that's, that's really why we're here. We want to help people experience Masonry and not get bogged down by the admin stuff. That's great. Uh, brothers, I, I want to be mindful of your time. I know, Jeremy, you have to catch a flight very soon. Um, I just have a few quick questions. I have a, a rapid fire series of questions. These are more personal, more, more loosely structured. I just want to get the brothers to get a, a little sense of, of who you are. Only uh, if so, come with finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, <laughs> uh, so here, um, the first question, I'm going to ask them uh, individually so that we can move through them quick. Uh, but Brother Michael, what book is on your nightstand today? Brother Truman by Alan E. Roberts. Nice. It's basically the Masonic uh, autobiography, in a way, of uh, President Truman. Excellent. How about you, Brother Jeremy? I actually no longer have a nightstand as of last week. <laughs> oh, no. This you're, is you're true. I can vouch. <laughs> I'm actually in a, in a phone uh, room at LAX. Um, I've ended up traveling so much that, uh, that I said, why am I paying rent and hotel bills? Um, so the, the thing that is usually on my nightstand, though, is my computer because uh, just like like Michael, uh, you know, gets up and talks to Grand Lodges, I usually get up and and uh, and build something for Amity. Uh, so that, that's the best answer I got. Okay, no, that's that's good. Um, now, it, with that in mind, like, what would you say is a book, Masonic or not, that has been of greatest influence to you, and everyone should read? You know. Um, this has come up lately, actually, I think on the winding stairs, uh, I really enjoyed born in blood. Um, you know, we all recognize that it's not historical fact and, and I don't believe the author actually actually makes any strong ties between the, uh, or, or states any strong ties between the Masons and the, uh, and the Knights Templar. But I, I thought it was, uh, you know, a great, a great, uh, a great read, uh, something interesting and gave me a new perspective on, on Freemasonry. That was sort of fun to drive a little research into. Nice. Brother Michael. Wow, Juan, I could go all day talking about books <laughs> that have helped my Masonic the career. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely say um, the autobiography of Ben Franklin is probably one of the most pro, you know, a profane book that just really yeah. kind of propelled my Masonic journey. Um, Initiates of the Flame by Manly Hall, Heman Raison, um, just a number of different books that I think through the ages have, have helped me. Nice. Uh, and all of those are Masonic. Any Maso any book that's not Masonic, anything you read just for yourself. That autobiography of Benjamin Franklin is amazing. I've read that a couple of times. Um, Absolutely. So um, some of the books that I've been, I've been reading recently are really some of the books about um, Valley Forge in the United States. My lodge happened to have a real uh, connection there. Uh, 18 members of my lodge were at the surrender at Yorktown. Um, and it was just a great deal. We were a military lodge. So I've been reading a lot about the different battles of the revolution. Um, so some of those profane stories and history has, has helped me a great deal, even in connecting masonry to that. Nice. So I'll say I've been more on the, the startup side of things. Um, I read a biography of Elon Musk, which was great. Um, the, the main lesson I took away from it is I am not Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need more than four hours of sleep and I don't have a photographic memory. Uh, but I, you know, I appreciate that there are people like him in the world making a big difference. Um, you know, another great one for those of us who are, uh, you know, learning how to, to, to do this sort of startup business thing. Uh, Chaos Monkeys was a, a fascinating story of a business getting bought by, uh, by another, another big business and, and how that all worked and, and what happened. Um, I and I'll toss in another, another fiction uh, for, for masonry. Uh, I was actually in uh, Dan Brown's last book, The Lost Symbol. Um, he cut off my hand. Uh, so, you know, I would recommend that for some fun to, to anyone. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to check that one. Chaos monkey. Uh, okay. Now, last question, brother Michael, what skill do you wish you had developed earlier in life? 
<laughs> I'm sorry for laughing because basically Amity has brought on all these skills. So I always tell a, a funny story of, you know, when Jeremy and I were first starting and, um, you know, Jeremy is, oh, we've been friends for a long time and he's really taught me a lot of efficiency with technology. Uh, and I remember telling him this story of I'm on the ladder and we were at a fire and I remember being on it, ready to dive through the window going, would Jeremy think this is logical? <laughs> and I just dove through and kind of fell on the floor. But um, the truth is, it, uh, you know, my efficiency with technology and, and, you know, understanding what's out there and literally that learning curve, you know, as I became, you know, more efficient, uh, it just became easier. And then there's no way for me to look back at, at you know, at where I am now. Um, and, and that really should be, uh, you know, positive for all of the brothers out there. I mean, we have, a, we have elderly brothers who are part of our craft who, you know, I remember one of my mentors, Dan O'Connell, who's not here anymore, you know, he, when he first got his cell phone, it was a big deal, you know, and, you know, to be able to kind of uh, go through that learning curve is, is important for everybody. Excellent. How about you, brother Jeremy? Any life skill that you wish you had mastered earlier? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, for me, I always say team building, um, you know, leadership and, and, you know, even humility. And, and those are things that, um, you know, those of us, uh, those of you who know me will know I'm still working on all of them. Uh, and at the same time, you know, those, the, those who have been watching me for, for the, the 15 years that I've been a Mason, um, you know, I think the craft has really taught me a lot about all of those things. And, and uh, you know, I'm really quite frankly humbled by how far I've, I've come with the, the help of my brothers. Um, and certainly, you know, I wouldn't have been able to be here, uh, you know, and, and where we are now uh, without having been in Lodge, having gone through the chairs, you know, having learned some hard lessons because, you know, you, you think you're king of the world and, and all of a sudden realize that, you know, you have no power at all other than uh, than that that the brothers give you, um, you know, so so those would be my, my picks, I think. Excellent. Well, Brother Jeremy, Brother Michael, I really appreciate your time and and what you have done uh, for the fraternity. I, I really admire your zeal and, and your love for the fraternity. It shows in the quality of your work. So thank you so much for, for being with me today. Thank you, Juan. Yeah, thanks, share, Brother Juan. Thank you. I, I'm going to share links to, to the Amity app uh, on, on, the, on the website. So if brothers want to learn more about it, about it they can go to thewindingstairs.com and check out the show notes for the, for the show. And I encourage them to download it, check it out, actually get their King Solomon's passport and, and give us some feedback. So take wherever you find this posted, whether it's the, the winding stairs or if you find it on your uh, Lodge's uh, blog, make sure to comment and let us know what you think. How would you make it better? Uh, what you appreciate the most out of it? Because I'm, I'm sure that uh, Brother Jeremy and Michael can, uh, you know, they, they pour through all those uh, points of data and, and we're, we're the two that get those questions. So, right. you know, you're not, you're not sending them off to, to, you know, somewhere in, in Pakistan or something, you know, getting answered, you know, it's Michael and me that are, that are looking over every single one. Hey, before you switch to the next podcast, let me ask you a question. Did you find this episode enjoyable? Did you find any part of it edifying or informative? If so, please consider supporting our show by choosing one of these options, mainly by sharing it with other brothers through social media, on your Lodge's website, or through your own blog, by making a purchase through freemasonryart.com, or by joining our exclusive group of supporters through patreon.com for early access to our podcast episodes, behind-the-scenes look at the creation process, and many other benefits, visit thewindingstairs.com forward slash support. 
regardless of the way in which you choose to support our show, thank you. And as always, may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. <laughs>